the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's the day day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Today, the beautiful Miss Paula is live in studio with me. We're here to take your phone calls and answer your questions, Bible questions, life questions, today, ladies, woman questions, anything and everything that's on your mind. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, it's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, just hit one button. It says call now, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. Thank you so very much. How are you today? I'm doing well, but you've been hanging out with me. You know that. I know, but I wanted to ask anyway, <laughs> just to be sure you're still doing good, my baby. So yes. what's up? What's up? Stirring in your heart. Well, I was thinking, you know how we make those New Year's resolutions, even though you you tell Christians not to. But in pretty much um, all of our messages leading up to New Year's and since, it's been um, kind of a reminder of, especially last night, uh, come let us reason together. You know, at the at the gym, there's still a few people there, especially at night. But in the morning, there's not that many people you know, still them and vigor, <laughs> I would call it, to get in shape. And so I'm thinking... I, I read just recently that the typical, I'm going to join a gym and get and start exercising uh-huh. resolution lasts less than three weeks. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. We're about, we're three weeks in to 2019, and last night's study in particular um, kind of, Reminded me that we need a reboot. You know, that's my word. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. <laughs> so the Lord says, come, let us reason together. Because, you know, though we've come to the altar um, and we're resolved to be different, to just be with Jesus even more, you know, and allowing him to change us. And um, as we were gone this weekend, uh, Pastor Elaine's teaching on Friday about hitting the road, you know, hitting the spiritual road, running. You know, we've we've decided we're going to. And then Pastor Ken taught on Sunday about forgiveness. And a lot of people, you know, I'm resolved to forgive. But then we have to go home. Or then we have to go back to work. Or we go to the grocery store and that same cashier, you know, who won't look you in the eye. And she's constantly talking to other people instead of you, but ready to take your money, you know. <laughs> Sounds like you might be describing a real-life situation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I want to say, over here, over here, you know. Customer services, is it should be a big deal. But anyway, um, so we've 
decided we're going to be those Christians filled with the Holy Spirit and, and we're going to be different. And the thing is, the situations around us and the people that, you know, maybe we just finished forgiving kind of are on a, a crusade to make sure that we have to revisit that again and again and again. And so it's three weeks into the new year, Pastor Ron, <laughs> and sometimes those resolutions don't hold. And so last night's message um, was kind of one of those one where the Lord says, um, come to me, let's, let's talk about this. And my Bible says, let's settle this. It's kind of like a once and for all. And um, it's a now, it's a today which reminds me that every day we can make that decision every day to resolve, um, not to hesitate, not to procrastinate. God wants to fix those things that are hindering our closeness to him and our becoming more like him. Yeah, we, we one time not too long ago had a, uh, a friend of ours who is a, a restaurant manager, really, really good one. And um, he was thinking about going out and starting his own restaurant. And uh, he said, well, what kind of advice would you give me? And, I, and my advice to him was, be as good as you after you've been there 10 years as you are on day one. And he said, you know, that's what happens. But he said, it doesn't have to be that way. Restaurants kind of get get slack and, and the, the quality goes down. And it, it's almost like they're presuming on their customers. Well, we do that with Jesus. You know, we, we have a tendency to think that that, uh, okay, I'm saved today. I'm just going to take a day off. I'm tired. There's circumstances going on. Paul, you've heard me say to our church many, many times uh, that um, the biggest, single biggest enemy of fruitful Christian lives is monotony. Monotony. The everyday. The everyday yep. things that we encounter, the things that we take for granted, the people that we take for granted, um, the opportunity to, to sit down and reason together with Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, it just becomes less urgent over time. And that's the reason so many of us sort of drift off uh, into a place where there's not any positive fruit coming from our lives. And um, uh, the study last night uh, was about far more serious issues than just drifting away. But all of those serious issues began with drifting mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, uh, when I first opened my, my notebook today from Hebrews 1, and you just did the first three verses, um, talking about this is Jesus' mic drop moment, um, you, you said, note the style of ministry. The style of ministry was to encourage, to strengthen Christians in need, to warn us of traps, instructions on what to do and how to do it. Um, but, and then you said, later in that in that study don't stand on the edge of failure be encouraged and get back on track and so that's what i'm i said that you did and <laughs> I, I have that in big bold letters um that some have even stopped going to church because of discouragement or defiance and disappointment and so those things happen as we get a little bit farther from the lord and then the six warnings you gave us started off with drifting away mm -hmm. And then doubting. And well, those then, are actually the six warnings in the book of Hebrews. Mm -hmm. And, and it, the first one is, is drifting, drifting away. away in chapter 2. Yeah. And so um, drifting away, doubting, spiritual laziness, willful departure from the faith, um, rejecting holiness, and then flat out denying Jesus Christ altogether. And so um, I love this too from last night. So in, considering all of those things, starting off with drifting away, he always calls us. God calls us to a family meeting. <laughs> I love that. That's a good, good father, which is one of the songs we sang last night. Um, so he calls us all to a family meeting and asks us to open our hearts and minds to discuss with him if we will just do what's right, will it not go well with us? You know, that scripture, if you love me, you will obey me. Um, and we say we love him. So why not obey him? And all we have to do is to be willing um, to agree with him, and, and obedience will produce uh, an enjoyment of the best of the land. I, I actually loved last night's study. Um, and so the Lord gives us free will, 
to make choices. And going back to Hebrews 1, we can get off the right track, go down the wrong road, but we're the ones coming back to this study last night who make the choices that determine our future. Yeah, you know, I think, Paula, the spiritual laziness uh, is a result of, of drifting away without making a course correction. And I think that the order of the warnings in, in the book of Hebrews are important. Um, again, drifting is always first. It just seems so innocent and, well, I'm just not having a good day. Um, uh, but, but but then that sort of morphs into uh, being spiritually lazy. We don't pick up our Bibles. We don't spend time with the Lord in prayer. Uh, we we are easily taken captive by the things around us in this world. Uh, our focus remains worldly rather than heavenly. Um, and and that's why this whole idea of a family meeting. In, in, in I know we're mixing back and forth between mm-hmm, studies, mm-hmm. but in the Old Testament study last night in Isaiah chapter one, um, the the answer after all of these allegations based on evidence, God accuses Israel and, and basically you're doing religious things, you're going through the motions um, but but why are you doing them? Your hearts are far from me and then God says, I hate what you're doing. You bring these offerings to me, this trampling of my courts my soul hates these things. He says, when you spread out your hands in prayer I will not listen, I will not hear and when we do that mm-hmm. <coughs> when we do that and when we do that, uh-huh. uh, we're in a place where there's nothing else to do. Now, God, who could just be done with us, instead, he calls us to what I called last night at this family meeting. He says, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, they can be white as snow. It's true when we drift away. It's true when we get spiritually lazy. It's true that we morph into deeper and worse sins. But every day, our Father in heaven invites us to this family meeting. And Jesus is there in the family meeting. He's the representative of the Father. And he says, come on, let's let's figure out how we got here and what we're going to do to change course. He wants so much more for us. And yet, uh, all we have to do is be reasonable and reason with him. And I never cease to be amazed at the fact that God pleads with us to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Here's the evidence. We don't have to do guilt over the evidence. All we have to do is acknowledge it, confess that we're guilty, and then when we're guilty, then we have to say, oh, Lord, I am so sorry. And immediately we're right back in that place mm-hmm. where uh, the fullness of the blessings of God can be poured out in our lives again. And that's why he says, come now. I made a big deal out of the word now last night in the Bible study. Uh, because especially when we're in the middle of drifting, we always have a tendency to put things off until another time. But now, everything God tells us is now. Everything he has for us is now. Uh, not yesterday, not in the future, but everything is now. And when he calls us to this family meeting, it's because he loves us. It's for our own good. And he even said to, to Israel in the middle of their rebellion against him, he said, if you are willing and obedient, Mm -hmm. you will eat the best of the land. Turns out that they ended up being starved by their enemies, and I said last night, they ended up eating some of their own children as a result. That's how bad Mm -hmm. things got. Well, it may not get quite that graphic uh, for those of us who are born again Christians living in 2019, but the point remains the same. If we're unwilling to reason with God, if we're unwilling to obey Him, then we're going to be in this famine. And the famine is only resolved by us saying, Jesus, forgive me. I want to sit down and be reasonable with you. Mm -hmm. And what he calls us to is this thing, this place, where he can say, let me fix these things for you. And that's, uh, for some reason, a hard thing for Mm us. Um, He wants the more. You know, he says, I have so much more for you. Yesterday, I told you this, um, when I first woke up, it was like the Lord was saying, I just want more for you, you know. And, okay, what's the more? And every day, I want to I return. I used to wake up um, a lot better than I have lately. 
um, just knowing God was going to do something, you know, little, medium, big. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I haven't really been that, um, uh, not assured, but looking um, as fervently for that little thing or that medium thing or that big thing. The big things are usually pretty obvious, but those little things, you know, to be extra grateful for. And, and, and I w- I'm, I'm going to get back to that. That's my resolve. But he wants more. Yeah. Let, let me let me um, add something to that, Paula, because I think the um, we live in a culture where big things excite us, little things don't. Mm-hmm. And we've got to get back to that place where we're delighted with the little moves the of little, God in our lives. Yes. Just the little blessings, little kisses. Uh, I want you to share the story. Uh, Jocelyn emailed you today oh, and sent you a goodness. picture yeah. um, uh, from they're on vacation. It's their 20th anniversary, mm-hmm. and somebody blessed them with some time in a timeshare uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they just got there today. Mm-hmm. Share with the audience what happened. They they got there and they sent a picture. Mama, we we made it. Um, we're getting ready to start our our adventure. And I said. Oh, sweetheart, I'm glad you're here, my precious kids. Um, and don't forget to look around. Jesus will be everywhere you are. And then she sent a picture. She said, spot on, Mama. When I we looked up in the sky two minutes ago, the planes had written a message in the sky that says, Jesus loves you. And it was Jesus spelled out, love spelled out, but a you. Up in the sky. I was like, oh, my goodness. And so, yeah, but to be looking. Did it say smile? Jesus loves you? Jesus loves you. Just Jesus loves uh, mm-hmm, you? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, Jesus smiled, but it just said Jesus loves you. But it was like Jesus was smiling at them um, as they oh, said that. Oh, I see. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, those kind of things. Just um, spending time with you this morning before we even left the house, it was like, because you always say, Jesus is in the house with us. Jesus is right there. And I knew that today. And I was talking to Jesus, you know. Thank you, Lord, for um, we have a, a home with heat and air conditioning. And in the heat part, when we came back from the <laughs> from the marriage conference, we walked in our house. It was 60 degrees in there, and we had left the heat on. So thank you, Jesus, for Pastor Juan and Miguel, because they came over right away and and took care of Papa Ron and Mama Paula because we wouldn't have survived in 60 and below. Um, but thank you, Lord, for the, the people who love us so much that you've provided for us. Thank you, Lord, that um, even if we didn't have heat, we'd have a fireplace and it was working. I mean, just the things we take for granted. Thank you, Lord, for a hot water heater because we could have ran, you know. Thank you, Lord, for a hot oven. But just, you know, we we get so used to God taking care of us that we forget to thank him. Um, Thank you, Lord, for um, a husband who loves you and a husband who loves me. Thank you, Lord, that we are growing more in love with each other each and every day. Thank you, Lord, for kids and grandkids. You know all the stuff. And I just, mm. I, I kind of, you get into a a, rut, a routine and you take for granted. Um, I can get in this car and go to the HEB every day if I want to. And I have the money to go and buy stuff. There was a day when I'm looking on the ground for pennies. And, you know, we can get to that place of, Taking him for granted, I don't ever, I don't want to do that. Yeah. That that's, uh, I think you put your finger on another real issue. That one of the problems with, with finishing well, in our walk with the Lord. And when I say finishing well, it doesn't matter whether you were saved yesterday and you're, you, you want to finish today well. Uh, I think a lack of gratitude, for just the little things. We have a tendency to look at the things that bug us. Um, we, we certainly do that with people. Uh, we have a tendency to uh, focus our prayers on what we don't have or what we think we need uh, instead of just being grateful that I'm I'm now family. And because I'm family, I can have that family meeting every day. Mm. And I can make sure that my heart 
uh, is set right with him. And and that's the only thing we need for life. I've used this verse a thousand times over the years. Jesus said, if you find your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose it for me, you'll find it. We need to be grateful that he turns the ways of this world uh, right side up. They're upside down the way we live our lives, but he turns them right side up. And when we surrender fully to him, that's when we eat the best from the land. That's when we enjoy the smile of Jesus and we see or acknowledge his presence in our lives. And um, in his presence is fullness of joy, the psalmist writes. And um, I just don't think we give him the opportunity to prove that uh, to us enough. If you have anything to add or any comments or questions, it doesn't have to be about what we're talking about. Just dial 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, we've got about five minutes left in this afternoon. You know what I wanted to mention? At the the restaurant this morning, um, the young girl who is the cashier there who, who calls me by my name looks me in the eye, and this is what she said. So how was the marriage conference? Because she asked me last week, so what are you guys doing this weekend? You know, when we were there on Thursday. And I said, well, we're going to Dallas. We're going to do a marriage conference. What? I said, yeah. They usually ask us because we're old and we've been married a long time. And she said, oh, you're not old. I said, well, sort of old. But, and then you came walking up and I said, and here's my boyfriend now. Here's real old. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. I said, here's my boyfriend now. Oh, you're still calling your boyfriend. I said, oh, about 50% of the time. My boyfriend or Pastor Ron, have you seen him? You know, kind of a thing. And so we get to go up there. So today we go back in there, and she goes, so how was the marriage conference, Miss Paula? Um, and and she was one maybe a few years ago. So how do you stay married, you know, so long and stuff? And we're able to share. It's Jesus. And so thank you, Lord, that we have a good testimony Thank you, Lord, that people ask, and we can say, like you always tell the church here, it's Jesus. Um, And then today, uh, the young girl who had the new haircut, I thank you, Lord, that I can recognize that. Did you see her just light up? Mm -hmm. I also thank the Lord for... uh, Explain why she lit up. You you said, you look beautiful. Now, now, uh, again, this isn't a a seminar on this program about witnessing. (laughs) But we don't lead with Jesus. Hey, are you saved? We don't do that. Mm -hmm. But Paula looked at this young girl, and and we've known her for a while now. Mm -hmm. But she looked and says, oh, you look beautiful today. I don't know that I've ever seen you look so pretty. And she said, really, I just got my hair cut. Yeah, and I said, it's spectacular. You should keep it like that. And she had just gotten it done. And and when people know that you look at them, and you look at them and, and, notice you, and you notice things, they really appreciate it. That's the next thing I was going to say. I have it on my, my little list here um, just to remind me to speak of this. When people come to our church, a lot of time I've been asking the Lord, help me to remember their names. That's so important to me, and I'm sure it's important to other people. Well, um, sometimes they're about three steps from me. I'm like, Lord, they're getting right here. Please help me to remember their names. And sure enough, he'll give me the name. Last night, a young girl who's only been here maybe three times, and she's not saved. Um, uh, but I said, oh, <clears throat> what's your name? Uh, you know, and so I'm holding her hand, and I said, just give me the first letter. And she said, S. And so I said, it's a really beautiful name, and I'm talking to her the whole time. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. And the Lord gave it to me, and I yelled it out, and she was like, yes. And all the people in her row were like, Yay! Thank you, Jesus, that, one, you give me a little bit of a memory, but, two, that it's important to you to remember our names. He knows all of our names. So I'm just wanting to be back to who I used to be, only better, in (laughs) really thanking the Lord for everything, the people he puts on your heart. Um, Got to uh, contact Pamela and Robert Thaxon, and thank you guys who are praying for them. Um, she is the one with um, metastatic, I think that's what you say, breast cancer, and it's it's really bad. It's back again. And So I was talking to her, and she says, I'm doing really well, Mama Paula. Um, I'm getting stronger every day, um, but they still haven't normalized my heart. But when you look at her, 
because uh, we saw her a couple of weeks ago. And when you hear her text, she's like a, some people, when you read their books, you can hear their voice. Even in her text, you can see her face and hear her voice, that she is totally smiling, rejoicing in the Lord, and giving him glory, even through this trial that they're going through. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me to contact them. And thank you for the great praise report that came back. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. You know, that's all we have to do is, is be with Jesus every day. And when we are, um, um, he's going to open doors of opportunity. And I think the other thing, Paula, we've got to recognize is that if we're going to stay um, faithful in keeping our promises to the Lord, uh, he has to do it for us. We can't do it. He has to do it for us. Mm-hmm. And what, what ends up happening is uh, the joy is overwhelming when he's using you for little things or big things. I think we sometimes forget yeah. about all of that. Yeah. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the program. We'd love any comments, questions, or calls. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. You're listening to The Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to The Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back. We have only 30 minutes left in the program. Paula, you wanted to say something mm-hmm. in the program. Yeah, yesterday was so cute because I was at home. You know, I'm listening to the show all the time. And one of, you, one of our callers, uh, David, I wanted to thank you because you were saying... Uh, to Pastor Ron to say hi to me and that you appreciate um, this show that you like listening to us on Thursday. So thank you very much. God bless you. <laughs> thank you, David. We've got Bridget on line one from San Antonio. Bridget, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi there. It's Bridget from church. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Bridget. It's beautiful to hear your voices. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, I'm going through a season of some different things, different learning experiences, and um, but I I mainly called because my my grandfather, my last living grandfather, who's 93 years old, he just mm. lost his wife um, last week to cancer. That's the second wife he has lost to cancer, um, and I'm worried about him because he's one of those. Um, older folks who will not leave his home, even though he should not be living alone. Um, he says he's saved, but he's not. It's not funny, but he, you know, it, his behavior, he's clearly not saved. But I, I love him and I, I worry about him. And so I was just going to offer him up in prayer if y'all wouldn't mind doing that for me. Bridget, we'd be happy to do that. And just so you know, uh, even when we don't get to see you, your picture is right the lower left center on my prayer wall, and you <laughs> get exactly prayed right. for daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you and, and, I, and, and hope all is well. I love you all, too. And you just hold on to that picture because I just turned another year older, and I'm starting to look less than that picture. <laughs> what, you're thinking I may not recognize you the next time I see you in person? No, it's not that bad. But every day I look in the mirror, I'm like, "Oh my God, this just isn't gonna stop, is it?" <laughs> okay. Hey, Bridget. The one one thing I would I would add here, um, and these are it's always hard. So so if if this doesn't work for you, there's somebody uh, close to your grandfather uh, who can who who can fill this role. But it's really important. At 93 years of age, having lost somebody, uh, it's easy to I go into a, a funk. But but. The thing is, is he, he, there's no time to waste with him. At 93, his days, his hours are numbered. Uh, and, and for a guy that says he's Christian, there's time to have a really serious talk. Say, uh, Grandfather, I need you to give me 10 minutes where you just listen to me. You've always said your soul, you're saved. Uh, you, you, you claim to be a Christian, but your behavior denies the very Christ that you proclaim, and I'm worried that if you would go today, you wouldn't go to heaven. Uh, Grandpa, I'm asking you to repent and, and receive Jesus Christ. 
Now, it may be very uncomfortable. He may get frustrated or even a little bit angry. But uh, when the time is as short as it is with a 93-year-old who's going through some stress, um, we've got to be willing to be direct um, simply because the time is short. So I'll be praying for him, Bridget, and uh, keep us posted, okay? Uh, yeah, the problem is that he's in Ohio when I'm down here. Um, well, also, pick up, pick, can he hear? Yeah, he's in, he's, he's in Ohio. Yeah, but I mean, if, if he's got good hearing, you can call him. No, that's the other problem. He doesn't have good hearing. He refuses okay. to wear his hearing aids. Uh, therefore, <laughs> he does not talk on the phone. Okay. Um, she did all the talking for him, but now she's yeah. gone, and so now he just won't answer the phone at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then, then Bridget, so that's the God problem. Said, yeah. Yeah. The, the Lord will. The Lord has people around. So you pray. We'll pray. And uh, you just yeah, I've been praying really, really hard because okay. you know if he was to die right now, I know he wouldn't go to heaven. He 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 says racial things. He he means it. He knows exactly what he's saying. Um, he makes no bones about it. I I, I mean he's not saved. He's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll be praying for him. Give me his first name. Thank you. Uh, his name is Joe or Joseph. Joe. Okay. Well, Grandpa Joseph is going to be prayed for. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, Bridget, thank you. God bless. This is a good segue for what I was going to talk about, Pastor Ron. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. 2019 is here, but remnants and reminders of 2018 remain. Um, some people are still suffering that pain of having been divorced in 2018, and like Bridget's saying, um, lost a loved one. Um, I'm still unmarried, some say. My finances are a mess. I'm still sick, and it's 2019. I have unbelieving family and friends that I've been praying for for a very long time, and they're still unbelievers. And so, you know, I want to start fresh. I want to start new with 2018 behind me, but all of these things are still weighing heavy on me. How do I go and enjoy, Pastor Ron, and into 2019 with these things still weighing on me? Well, you know, Paul, the answer is simple and complicated. I know that doesn't make sense, but um, the simple answer is that that none of those things are God's fault. And when we are complaining about them, it's almost as though we're blaming God for them. Um, and and people who who hold on to baggage and drag it from one year to the next or even one week to the next. Um, they're people who haven't realized, um, they haven't learned that God's presence, God's grace is enough. Um, they're, they're so caught up in their own circumstances that they've, they've removed their hearts and their minds from things above, where Paul tells us that's where our focus always needs to be. So here's the thing we have to understand change is only possible. Real change is only possible with Jesus. And since real change is only possible with Jesus, we've got to be with him. You heard the question that I got at the uh, marriage conference that we did this weekend. Somebody said, you keep saying just be with Jesus. What does that mean? And I, I said to her, to them, uh, what I'll say now is is it, it always amazes me that, that I have to explain that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems the simplest thing ever to to say, just be with Jesus. You and I are married, so we hang out. Well, I'm engaged to Jesus. We hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He is the one who's done everything for me. He loves me. I love him. So we spend time together. And when I'm with Jesus, I'm going to give him the attention. You know, you wouldn't, if you had a bad breakup in the past with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and you met somebody else, now you got a new girlfriend or boyfriend, you wouldn't keep talking about the old boyfriend or the old girlfriend. You would talk to the new boyfriend or the new girlfriend about uh, what they're bringing to your life and what you can add to their lives. And uh, with Jesus, we've just got to stay focused on who he is. Mm-hmm. We've got to be honest enough to realize that everything that we do is going to fail apart from him, no matter what our intentions are, no matter how capable we think we are, there's simply nothing good that we can do apart from Christ. The only thing we're good at apart from Christ is messing up. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, I, I think we forget that. We try so hard, and then when it doesn't work, we get frustrated with God. And God's saying, well, why are you blaming me? I wasn't there. I, I wanted to be, but you wouldn't let me. Uh, and this is just one of those things where every day we've got to come to Jesus, surrender our hearts to him that day, make sure there's no unconfessed or willful sin, mm-hmm. And then say, okay, Jesus, it's just you and me. What's on your agenda for today? Now, I realize we go to work, we do the things that we do, mm-hmm. but, but work is really a great place when Jesus is there with you. Uh, the, the things that you do that in the natural you hate, with Jesus there, then there can still be great joy and purpose. Um, but what we've got to do as believers is recognize that there's no value in our lives, practical daily value, if we're not with him, if it's not his power flowing through us. And and that's just hard for us to admit. I, 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 I don't understand. When I go to lunch, Jesus is with me. When I'm with you, Jesus is with us. Uh, when I'm in a counseling session, Jesus is with me. On this radio program, Jesus is right here. Now there's three of us in the studio here, you, me, and our producer. But... Uh, the fourth is one that we just can't see physically, but he's here. And if we forget that, then no value comes from anything that we do. And I think for a lot of humans, Paula, we have a tendency to hate the fact that I can't offer anything. And for me, after 28 years with Jesus, it'll be 28 years in February, the one absolute peace and certainty that I have is that everything I do apart from Christ is going to be rotten. And everything I do with Jesus is going to be rich and full. Mm-hmm. And and we can have things in our lives that we wish weren't there, or we could hope for more. But if you go out and get more on your own, then you're going to mess that up too. The, the person who's still single. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go out and forge a relationship, I don't. I almost got started on, on online dating. Um, uh, <laughs> y- you know, um, um, Jesus will walk with you to your future husband or wife. Uh, if you've got financial problems, make Jesus the Lord of your money. Uh, you lose your job. Jesus, you said you'd care for us. I choose to believe that. So what's next? And he'll walk you to your next job. Uh, we've got people in our church who are federal workers and they're not getting paid for their work. Mm-mm. One guy last night, Robert, was called back to work. <laughs> he wanted to go to work. He, he told me a, a week ago, yeah, I'm getting tired of being home. You know, men aren't built to be at home. We need to be working. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this week, God answered his prayer. He got called back to work. Now he's not getting paid, mm-hmm. but he's not at home. Yeah. And he re- recognized that was a blessing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's not being naive. It's just understanding that God is sufficient no matter our situation. Okay. All right. Well, that answered that question. And we just keep trusting the Lord that he hears our prayers. And, you know, for the man or the woman who got divorced and, and maybe it wasn't their fault, their spouse just left, you know. It's always two sides, of course, but, um, you know, just walk with Jesus there, too. That's the new boyfriend, huh? Bad bad things happen. You say this to women all the time. Um, Jesus is your first husband. Yeah. Um, I I know firsthand that your first husband is a whole bunch better than your second one. Um, It's it's in those times when our hearts are broken um, that we have to fight with all of our strength, all of his strength, Paul says, which works so effectively or powerfully in us, uh, we got to fight to be in his presence when we don't feel like it. We have a family here, dear, dear friends, who uh, in 2018 lost their their eight-year-old son, of shining light in our church. Sweetheart. And, and there's a sadness that's going to be there for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're fighting, they're wrestling to get into the presence of God. So the enemy, who will not have mercy on them because they lost their son. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they're fighting to get to be with Jesus. Um, so, yeah, it, it's not a thing where you look back and say, oh, I'm so glad somebody betrayed me. I'm so glad I lost somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about 
running into the presence of Jesus regardless of how much you're hurting because that's the only place you're going to find any peace. And when Paul said about peace that in the presence of Christ there is a peace that passes understanding. And we try to find that peace through understanding and if it passes understanding that's futile. We, mm-hmm. we simply can't accomplish it. Yeah. So in his presence is the answer to everything that we're going through and pressing on. That's why Paul could say, one thing I do, just one, mm-hmm. forgetting what is behind. behind. It doesn't mean we forget the memories. Yeah. It just means I'm not going to let what is behind influence what's ahead for one more day. I press on to win the prize for which Christ Jesus has called me heavenward. Yeah. And if we understand that, then every day His grace is sufficient. Hopefully at the end of the day you spin it all, you Mm. go to bed, you wake up in the morning and Jesus is smiling and says, whole new grace. Whole new batch of grace for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At the the conference too, we had, uh, especially with blended families, we had a question of, you know, we have these adult children living at home and they're, they're causing all kind of problems. What do we do? You know, kind of thing. And, and there too, we have to trust the Lord. Because it sounds so harsh to say, okay, you guys don't want to obey by the rules of our house. You want to be adults? Go be adults. Make your own rules at your house, but you can't live here any longer. You know, it was just like, oh, what are they going to do? And I was telling the ladies, we had this one single mom who had this daughter who uh, said, if you kick me out, you know, because she wanted to have her boyfriend over at the house and, they would do drugs and stuff. And she says, well, if you kick me out and I end up pregnant, that's going to be on you. And, you know, we told her, no, baby, that's not going to be on the mom. That's your choice. Just like you said in the, you know, the choices we make determine our future. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, the mom backs down. And what happened? Yeah. She ended up pregnant and right. still doing drugs. Yeah. Right. It's still in mom's house. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the blended family idea, it's so, so almost normal these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, one of the things that people just don't quite get, and we, we dealt with this question directly at the marriage conference, um, is that, that if you pick a man or if you pick a woman uh, who you don't trust with uh, your children with 100%, um, you've got no business marrying them. Mm-hmm. What if I'm lonely and I love him and he loves me, but he's my son or it's my daughter? Um, you know, that's a house divided. And um, grown children, uh, I, I don't ever recall it being epidemic like it is now. Adult children having failed on their own, coming back home and then dictating the terms of their staying in their parents' house. That makes no sense to me. I know. Well, where else are they going to go? That's their problem. And see, what we've got to do is trust them with God. Mm-hmm. If our Jesus is really valuable to us, we've got to put them in a place where they have to deal with him. That's the only way 2019 is going to be better than 2018, for sure, right? Yeah. Because you take the same behaviors into 2019 that you have been these other years, things don't get better. They always get worse. So. Yeah, we had a kid who said to uh, his dad, um, his father told him, uh, now when I say kid, he's a, a young adult kid, mm-hmm. at home, uh, won't go to work. He's sitting around uh, playing video games and eating and drinking all day. And um, uh, the dad said, you've got to respect uh, my wife. And, and the kid said, uh, well, she's not my mother. You can't make me. Um, and, and he didn't know what to say. I said, tell him that he's, that she's your wife. <laughs> and this is your house. Mm-hmm. So bye. Mm-hmm. And you can just see the anguish. No, how can I do that to my son? Now, I realize a lot of divorced parents getting back involved in other relationships are ripped by guilt. Oh, yeah, the guilt. Because they messed up. They didn't set an example. They They misrepresented Jesus. All of that's the old. The old is gone, the new has come. So here's what you do. You tell them that Jesus means more than anyone, anything in this world. And your wife or your husband is second. Yeah. And you come a lot lower down on the list. So if you don't respect my wife or my husband, mm-hmm. if you don't 
honor the rules of the house that here are here to, to honor my Jesus, yeah. then you can't live here anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Again, these things make so much sense to me, and yet they just don't uh, when people are involved in these emotional um, traps. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. stay in them year after year after year, and every year is the same. Yeah. And the kids that stay at home never get better. I know. I know. And Jesus wants to call a family meeting and say, come, let us reason together. I think that's what we've been doing here today. Come now. Come now. (laughs) Let us reason together because he wants the more for you. He wants much better for you and your kids. And and again, the drop mic style of ministry is um, that Jesus wants to encourage, um, comfort, instruct. Um, And so I I pray that people really kind of listened today. You know? Well, you know, Jesus, Jesus forces us to make choices. Yeah. Because the choices we make reveal where our heart is. Yeah. You know, when, when Abraham struggled for three days walking to, to Calvary um, with the instructions, um, kill your son, your only son. And, and I, I can, I, in my mind, I see the wrestling match for three days of walking Abraham getting angry. Abraham um, um, just, just, I can't believe you'd ask me to do this. He was your gift to me. and This is the son of promise. And yes. now you want me to kill him? And, yeah. and, and finally getting to the place where he said, you know, Hebrews says, Abraham decided at some point in the three-day walk that if he was going to kill him, then God had to raise him from the dead. You know what I love the most about this? Even though his faith would have failed over and over on that three-day walk, mm-hmm. before he left, he said to Sarah. Yep. The lad and I will we'll return. Be back. Yes. So great faith going. Mm-hmm. But the closer you get to that oh, I know. moment. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> You've got to get right to the place where your heart's revealed to you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've got to do that. We've got to sacrifice our kids. Not literally, of course. But we've got to sacrifice our kids. We've got to sacrifice those things that we're doing that we know we shouldn't be doing. What we've got to do is simply say, Jesus, let's reason together. And he says, okay, it's what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And it starts out, it always starts out with this. If you are willing and are obedient, you will eat the best of the land. Mm-hmm. He doesn't negotiate the terms. He, he doesn't say, okay, I'll give a little if you'll give a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I obey 95%, will you, will you still bless mm-hmm. me, Lord? Yeah, I've heard somebody say <laughs> that know. to me. I heard her. Yeah. So it's just, it's just something that we've got to decide uh, if, if uh, we're going to sort of recommit, or your word is reboot, mm-hmm. to the, the decisions that we made about this new year. Uh, we can't wait till February or May or June or September or later in the year. Uh, we've got to pay attention every single day. And the way you do that is have that family meeting with Jesus every day. Yeah. We call it prayer. We call it time in the Word. Uh, the Holy Spirit examining our heart. And um, the only reasonable response when the Spirit of God convicts you, the only reasonable response is to confess, to repent, and get a new start today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, on Monday night, I, I talked. And it's that uh, place where, you know, the if a believer is acting like an unbeliever, you know, causing division in the church and doing the wrong things, well, those who are true believers are to basically put them out, you know, uh, have nothing, nothing to do with them. That's um, not going, not even eat with such a one. Man, that was such a hard study. I mean, I... I, I it's true, of course, I'm living it, but I tell you what, after teaching it and coming home, it's almost kind of a depression, you know, because I saw faces and, and names went by of people that I can no longer hang out with. Um, but, like you're saying, trusting God with them, praying daily. And it's one of those things like when when we had to tell our boys, because they chose not to obey the rules, man, you cry until you don't have any more mm-hmm tears to cry but you continue crying and and that was that message of you know there's people on Facebook and all that kind of all the media mess that they're spreading rumors and gossip and they're you know 
engaging in lifestyles that are so against what God's Word says and and drawing naive people yeah. to themselves. Yeah. All, all the while claiming still to be Christians yeah. and belong to Christ. Yeah, that was so hard to come home after that. You know, I'm teaching and I, you know, I pray, Lord, you do the teaching and it's just my voice, but oh my goodness, um, how hard of a message that is. And it's, it's hard because I can look out and see the faces of those ladies I'm talking to and they're their friends as well. Um, and the choice, again, uh, are we going to trust God yeah, it seems it seems mean to us mm-hmm. That's what I to to cut somebody off. Um, to God, it seems disloyal when we don't. Yeah, and you know we haven't we've been around long enough. We've seen some of those people who had to be cut off come back to Jesus. That's the coolest thing. And produce great fruit. Yeah, but you know what? If you, if you let them keep pretending, and if there's no consequences to the choices they make. Um, well, there's never any real repentance that occurs. Mm-mm. There's just never any real repentance. It's like we're just leaving them out there. Okay, you can pretend all you want. We won't talk about what you're doing. I'll just pretend because, after all, you're my pal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my faith, like we talked about last night, it's diluted wine. It's it's just watered down because when I don't take a stand, I'm just compromising. That's what I consider diluted wine as being a compromiser. Yeah. So... So anyway, that was a tough message. But I'm praying for this drop mic moment that you were encouraged, instructed, and you can take a deep breath and comfort that if you're doing these things, you're on the right track. And have a great 2019. Yes. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it more than we know. Um, You've been listening to the Word of Santa for Life. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.